Welcome to the What is UX podcast, the show where we interview design leaders about their journey and experience so that you may learn from them. I'm your host, Peck Pompat. Today, we have a very special episode. Not only is it the first ever episode of this show, but we have a very special guest, uh, an old friend of mine who we haven't spoken in a couple of years, but he is also the co-founder and the principal designer of Adobe XD. Among some of his accomplishments, he's led many 1.0 product initiatives, including the launch of Creative Cloud and the Adobe Sketch for iPad. He's recently celebrated 10 years at Adobe. Congratulations. And you're a regular at the Adobe Creative Cloud YouTube channel, Mm. an instructor at General Assembly. Prior to joining Adobe, worked on many award-winning projects, including 826 Valencia, McSweeney's, and California Academy of Science. He's a graduate of the California College of the Arts and lives in Oakland, California. He's a Data 3, an avid reader, lover of national parks, and a Rizograph enthusiast. Riz- we'll have yeah, Rizograph. Riz- yes. Rizograph. Yeah, dig into that. So we'll dig <laughs> into that. So welcome so much uh, to the show. Uh, it's an honor Thanks, to have Mike. you here. Oh, it's a pleasure, blind pleasure, really. I mean, like I said, like, you, you know, you and I, I think, hit it off the minute we met when you were working on some projects for XD in the early days of XD. I think you were one of the first plugin developers for yes. XD and, did, you know, designed and developed one of my favorite plugins, the Google Sheets plugin for XD, you know, really bringing like content and data directly into your design. I, I still use that plugin today. We, so. we still get a lot of comments from that. I am yeah. so amazed by that. And yeah, it has been... That's been two right, about ago? two, two and a half years ago. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, uh, more than two and a half years ago because two and a half years ago, we did that Creative Cloud show together. That's right. That's right. And we you, did. You're the host and you know, I was designing live on, <laughs> on the show <laughs> That's on, right. on campus. That was one of the, oh, yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Just putting you on the spot like that. Like, here you totally. go. Totally. Yeah, here, here you go. <laughs> and, you, you know, and at that time, I was already not so much of a design practitioner. So mm. I, I lead a design mm-hmm. and, and development agency. So I'm, yeah. I'm mostly running the business aspects of things. So I was a little rusty <laughs> with design yeah, tools in general. <laughs> you kinks though, but we worked We worked through it. We had a good time. So, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was really fun. And it was, it was great to be at the very early stages of Adobe XD, which we'll get into later on. But I was uh, one thing I was amazed by even being very early in the program was when I kind of got to see kind of behind the scenes, behind the curtains, I was amazed by how many people inside Adobe were using Adobe XD, mm-hmm. kind of dog fooding the tool, if you will. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was very impressed by that. Well, you know, I mean, that's my number one audience. I mean, honestly, like I, I, because I, I love getting out and meeting all kinds of designers, you know, meeting people, you know, of the caliber of you, Peck, and your team and designers all over the world. But like at the end of the day, like the origin of XD, at least my a lot of my motivation for XD was about designing a tool for my colleagues, those people that I worked with every day, the people who I really admired. You know, like we we kind of, XD was really conceptualized at a time where we were really going through like a crisis of like what tool we were we were going to be using or supposed to be using as designers. So you're really like, and like that's, that's, that's always my number one audience. And the fact that like, you know, the designers at, at Adobe are all using XD to design things now, you know, like Photoshop and Lightroom and Arrow and, dimension like that that i feel like i made it a little bit because again those people that i admire the most are like in like like using the tool to do their work right the the creators and and we'll want to dig into that yeah it's a it's it's one thing to design for users it's another thing to be designing for designers right that's very meta (laughs) you're designing for designers totally totally um but we want to get into kind of your early life and, yeah, yeah. you know, what, what growing up uh, as a young talent was like and how you got into design in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we love those origin stories. What, what inspired you to get into design, what, what you saw and then what, you know, what kind of planted the stake in the ground and said, Hey, now I want to become this instead of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to hear about that. Oh, you know, it's kind of funny to think back on actually was just talking. I have a creative group that meets every week with some, some, some old friends of mine. And we actually were talking about this very topic like last night. We went way back to like the early, like the earliest, like youngest talent and his like, you know, drive towards creativity and whatnot. But like, honestly, I didn't feel at least what I could call like very creative growing up. I knew that like I, I, I definitely 
knew what I liked and I definitely knew that I had a style and I was definitely concerned about that. But really for me, it was all about like creating worlds in the earliest days and, and, you know, creating, you know, stories and personas and characters that sort of, you know, breathe life into these worlds. And these worlds were mostly just kind of in my head. And it really wasn't something that I was, you know, sharing with a lot of different people, but it's something that I was sort of constructing and concocting on my own or sometimes with friends. And, but then when I was taking art classes, you know, through junior high and high school, I actually kind of stepped back a little bit from, you know, more of the traditional arts because I really felt inadequate. Like I felt like I really couldn't express myself. But at that time, I actually ended up gravitating more towards, you know, kind of more craft oriented or skill oriented, you know, sort of creativity, things like drafting, architecture, engineering. So actually, I started my career when I went into college, I was going to be an architect. That's and I think a lot of designers share that share that background. So when I first went to college in Salt Lake City, where, where I grew up, you know, I was on a path for the next six years to finish the program at the University of Utah to uh, become an architect. So the, the, of course, the program is very, I mean, it's very daunting when you're starting out, you know, six years. And, but I, I end up being able to take some of the, the sort of, you know, prerequisite classes at the community college rather than just jumping all the way up to the, to the university. So I got into these classes and I started looking at the, the availability and there are a bunch of electives that I had to take. And a couple of those electives had to do with design. There was a designing in Photoshop class, I remember. Uh, <laughs> Which version I, of Photoshop was that? Do you oh remember? my gosh, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was CS3, 2, CS3, yeah. So that's what, still when the eye with the little like UV lens was on like on the in the dock, you know, on the icon and the, and the Venus de Milo on the Illustrator icon and the, <laughs> the butterfly. Like InDesign was still pretty new at that point. So I took this class and, and I ended up designing like like album covers, you know, for like CD covers, you know. When you're and, ripping uh, CDs. I was ripping CDs and I was, <laughs> you know, like I was totally was really into music and, and I, got, I just got really into it. And then I took a screen fitting class that semester as well. Again, as well as my other prerequisites. And like, like that was it. I'm like, if I'm going to design for bands, I'm going to design CD covers, I'm going to make ro- design rock and roll posters all day long. Like, that's, that's what I want to do. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so from there, I, I kind of gave up the, the, the architecture sort of track and I went full on design at that point. But I, what was also great at the time though, is I also got to take things like electives, like, you know, life drawing, you know, so basic. So we had to take sort of basic drawing classes, you know, foundational drawing classes. And, uh, and that also kind of helped me develop kind of those skill sets again, that I was feeling very inadequate or, you know, self-conscious about when I was in junior high school, like I just kind of threw myself into it. So all these classes, again, this is a community college, wasn't really known for, I think, you know, like getting you ready for a career. Right. But not like known for like, you know, developing like, you know, these really talented people. And man, I just like soaked up everything those professors could give me, whether it was my design teacher, my typography teacher, you know, my printing teacher, I took a print, I was still, we were still, we had a big press on site. And I was still like, you know, doing hand mock-ups of, (laughs) you know, with like Ruby lith and, you know, actually like printing things. And I was screen printing and I was taking these life drawing classes. And I just like threw myself into it and just was soaking up all this stuff. And so that was the real early days. And then, right, so it can, can kind of took everything I could from that. And I got a job doing design in, in, in the Valley in Salt Lake City at, at a print shop, designing for anyone who would come in off the street. So people needed a logo for their local business. They needed, you know, brochures. They needed, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, sometimes they might have it designed, but I was on hand to just be their designer. And so I was essentially kind of like a one-man shop in those early days. And, uh, you know, doing pre-press and, you know, doing, learning all this stuff. And, you know, I sort of, I love doing that. And I really had a great time, but I got about, you know, I don't know, almost a year into it. And I just felt like there was more, there was kind of more out there for me to do. That this wasn't the limit of like who I am or what I'm capable of. And I started to look for, for, okay, where, what's that next move? What's that next step? This feels good now. I'm going to keep doing this, but what's the next step? And so then that's how I found myself applying for California College of the Arts in San Francisco. And ultimately how I ended up in the Bay Area was to come out to attend California College of the Arts. And that's where I, you know, I joined the design program there and you know, was there as a continuing student. Again, I sort of had my associate's degree and I went to get to, to wrap up the bachelor's. And again, I just was exposed to just, just some amazingly talented people and mentors and professors and, and you know, like, 
like that, that was just an amazing, really intense, you know, about three years. And, uh, you know, of course, living in the Bay Area, working, going to school, just so soaking all that in and just making all these great contacts. And, and from there, I end up being hired by one of my professors and someone I just really clicked with. I interned for them one summer. And then I was really flattered by, by when I was on the verge of graduating, they came to me and said, hey, we'd like to hire you as the, the senior designer on staff at our studio, small studio called Volume Inc. in San Francisco, Adam Brodsley and Eric Hyman, and two of my greatest mentors. I just had a chance to catch up with them the other day. And so I ended up working with them. And the reason I really gravitated towards them was that they were a design studio that, that really thought kind of broadly about design and its application. They weren't really, they weren't a print, print design place. They weren't a branding place. They weren't a digital studio or agency. They, you know, they, they did all of it and they applied design and design thinking to any problem that a client might have. And so there, that's where I worked on projects like nonprofits for things like 826 Valencia, doing campaigns for arts organizations like YBCA, the Uruguayana Center for the Arts, and you know, then doing digital work, you know, designing websites. I got to design a game system, a UI sort of operating system once for yeah. them, which was really cool. I don't think that project actually ever saw the light of day, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> and and then also designing for California, the, the environments, the environmental graphics for California College of the Arts. No, sorry, not California College of the Arts, the Cal Academy of Sciences. So if you go to the Cal Academy of Sciences and look at that modular system of graphics, a lot of that still work that we did when I when I joined Volume. So we just worked on some just amazing stuff at, at Volume, and uh, you know, learned so much from from those two, the two the two principal owners of that studio. And, uh, you know, really, you know, would have worked there, you know, and then eventually started my own thing. But uh, a friend of mine from school convinced me to, to come over to Adobe. You know, I, I, of course, would love Adobe tools, right? We all had the Adobe tools really like tattooed on our soul, right? Like, <laughs> things that we, you know, were in there all day long. And we, you know, my friend had been there for a year or two and he said, hey, why don't you come over here? You know, of course, I had a kid at that point in the Bay Area and was paying back student loans and all those stuff. And he's like... I'm like, I don't know what I would do for Adobe. What would I do for Adobe? I don't have, I don't know. He's like, well, he's like, well, you, you know, you could be designing like an email template for a couple months, he's like, but he's like, I know you, he's like, he's like, if you come in and you, you, you'd play the role that you want, like there's so much opportunity. Like no one's going to tell you no, like come in here and do what you do and you're going to be successful doing it. And that really gave me the confidence to come over and, and apply and interview with the team. And 10 years later, like, here we are. I, and everything that he said, like, proved to be true. I have just had such an amazing time, you know, throwing, you know, my passion for process, for my own personal process and developing my skills and getting better and honing my craft. Like, to take that and then, like, turn it on and kind of look at it from the outside and then figure out how to make tools for not just myself, but all these other talented people out in the, in the world and like help them kind of do their best work. Like, all right, that's it. That's all I want to do for the rest of my life. I think my background and of course the things that really drove me as a designer, like, like really kind of helped set me up for success from transitioning from kind of what would be a more traditional design related job to, you know, a, a field that, you know, had a name, you know, UX, UI, user experience, <laughs> UI design information architecture, you know, like, like, you know, that, that approach that I brought to any project, you know, holistic, you know, end to end thinking very critically about the, the mediums of communication, their capabilities, and then thinking about how to express an idea or about how to help someone be successful, user be successful and in, in, in achieving a goal or an outcome, you know, like it actually, like, other than like the technical details of it, you know, the technical details of like, you know, like, you know, development, you know, on these different platforms, on these native platforms, you know, I was pretty well versed in the web at that point, you know, dabbling in web development on the side, but to really, you know, wrap my head around that again, the, the sort of the technical production, you know, of these very complex applications, like I said, barring that, like, I felt like I was ready, you know, I felt like, again, as a designer and a designer who thinks very critically, very holistically about a problem, and about the problems of their clients or the problems of their users, you know, like I, I feel like that that applies kind of across the board. You know, I don't I don't think there's really anything that sort of divides these, you know, sort of you know roles or titles. 
other than the experience with those technical mm-hmm. plat- those technical sort of implementations, you know, of that design. Yeah. That's a good segue into what makes, you know, I'm curious, you know, selfishly and, and then also for the audience, what's the design process like at Adobe? What makes products at Adobe great? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, again, it goes back to, uh, in some way, like my own approach, because I think that the processes change. And, you know, when I first joined Adobe, looking for that process, like, well, how do, how do you do this? And honestly, like, I, I couldn't find a good answer. Everybody did it kind of slightly differently. But I started to sort of draw out, you know, the things that I needed, you know, those, those pieces, that foundation of what became, you know, like my own process, what became the process of the teams that I was working with, which was really starts with research, honestly. Like, I think that's where all great design, whether that's print design, whether that's web design, whether that's, you know, product, native product development design, you know, all the best design starts with research. Not like, not like it doesn't have to be like, an like not everyone has the resource of like having a researcher, you know, kind of on staff and sort of to be able to and compliment and do, do what they do best. But just that research in terms of, you know, again, like, like having a very critical eye, a very thoughtful eye, you know, towards the problem, right. Yeah. And the landscape that, that problem yeah. kind of lives within. And then just the awareness that, it, and the curiosity that you need to have you know, to be able to kind of think, you know, both at times very broadly, but then also kind of bring all those things together, you know, into a cohesive story, right? Yeah. Like those, like, like that's, that's research in, a, in the, in the sort of broadest sense that I sort of mean it, that, you know, the best designers are paying attention to the world. They're thinking very deeply about, you know, why and how these things work and some things don't work. They're evaluating really kind of everything on that, at that level. Yeah. And then they're taking that and they're folding that into their work, right? So yeah. all the great work starts with research. And then from there at Adobe, what we normally do is we really make a, you know, kind of a, kind of a narrative deck, I would say, you know, a deck that sort of encapsulate kind of an end-to-end experience for whether it's a workflow or a feature that we're pitching or a product or a whole product that we're, that we're pitching, you know, that really synthesizes that research, you know, into a story that feels very tangible, that people can really wrap their heads around, that they can really, really evaluate and give us feedback. And whether that feedback is internal feedback from executives or team members, or whether it's external feedback, right? So that that early phase of developing the idea is always one of, of getting feedback and developing it further and, and just sort of, you know, continue to hone the story. And, and if you're lucky, along with that comes, uh, you know, becomes a, a, you know, a sort of phase of prototyping as well. So not only you're sort of building that narrative and building that case, right, that you're also prototyping, you're developing that idea, you know, you're, you're experiencing it, whether it's a design prototype, whether it's a prototype from code, you know, you're learning and you're iterating and you're testing and evaluating those learnings and developing the idea. And then, you know, kind of once you sort of, you know, you feel good about this, that's when you sort of move from that, that ideation phase into the production phase, you know, and of course that's now the real work starts, right? Now you got to take that idea and go make it real. Let's go put a plan together on how to get from point A to point B. And that was probably one of the earliest lessons that was really hard for me to, to grok initially, really hard for me to sort of unlock. And, and it was really a, an engineering manager who I was working with on the early days of Creative Cloud you know, the service of not just so digital distribution, but also, you know, cloud-based workflows, you know, for the very first time at Adobe, these two things. And I remember sort of one day sort of sitting down with him and they were stuck in a very thorny part of the development phase. And I, I had, of course, me as a designer, I just kept designing, right? Just kept iterating, just kept pushing it, pushing it, for, you know, further and further. And I remember sort of leaving this design review one day and the whole engineering team was just like shell-shocked. And they're just like, what just happened, you know? And then the, the, after the meeting, the engineering manager kind of sagely took me aside and he's like, look, he's like, the team, they love you. They love the work that you're doing. He's like, but you have to help us. You have to help us get to where you are because we're, we're still back here. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, also, you have to figure out how to get from where we are to where you want us to be, but we can't throw anything away. We can't start over. We've just done, you know, three, four, five months of work. He's like, he's like, you've got to think deeper about our, where we are and really help us figure out the steps that we need to take to get to where you want us to be. And so that's, that's, that, that's that production phase really for us as someone yeah. who, who've had that idea. You know, I can imagine 
someone, you know, having a hard time, right? Thinking about working, say, even on Photoshop. If you're a new designer on Photoshop, you have over two decades of legacy of, of you know, designer muscle memory, you know, to, to change anything is probably quite disruptive. So, so yeah, it, there's, there's that whole thing in the back and you can't just throw your new ideas. <laughs> that's, that's mm-hmm. nuts. That's it. I'd love to hear about how you got into, you know, being kind of upfront on designing new products, you know, mm-hmm. like I imagine most designers at Adobe work on existing products, but you've somehow positioned yourself to work on net new products or brand new products like Creative Cloud or, you know, Adobe Sketch for iPad or, mm-hmm. you know, what we're going to be talking about Adobe XD. Yeah. 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 You know, probably some of it's, you know, luck to a certain extent. Right. But the other half of that is really kind of the, I think, again, I, I mean, again, sort of talking about yourself is, is difficult in this sense, but you know, there's a passion and energy that I bring to my work because I love it. I, I really honestly just get excited and engaged with work. And I think that's kind of one of my, you know, I don't call it a superpower, but it's just one of the qualities that I have is that, you know, I, I love this stuff. I mean, let, let's talk about why designers design. Like I'm, I'm like all day, let's go. And so, you know, I really, you know, I was hired actually originally, I forgot to mention this. I was hired for the team that was designing Adobe.com at the time. Like that's what it was nominally what I was hired to work on was adobe.com. And, uh, you know, I, I sort of came in and started to wrap my head around that. And, you know, I started to, to notice things, to see things, to problem solve in real time and to get it, you know, to, 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 you know, express kind of some bigger thoughts about what design could be rather than just sort of like putting these pixels here about like, you know, I think it actually started with like, we were going to integrate Behance into our website, (laughs) We were, that's, that was like the last thing I worked on before jumping over to Creative Cloud was was how we were going to integrate, you know, inspiration from the community, like into our product pages on the marketing site, right? This is before we had, we had acquired Behance and all that. And somewhere in there, you know, my, I don't know, my director just really saw something in the work that I was doing. And about two months in, he pulled me aside and said, I want you to work on this thing. We're, we're not really, we're, we're basically, we're going to move all of our products to, to online, you know? And he's like, he's like, you, you seem, you know, you you think a lot about how people are designing and where they're going. And I had also at the time also brought Dropbox to my team. The team was using an internal server, like on a, on a, on, yeah. a, on a, you know, on a like tower, like <laughs> stash, stash behind, beneath somebody's desk. And I had been so using Windows Dropbox. NT drive. Yeah, like, and I was like, you know, I had been using Dropbox for probably a year or so at that point, and 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 like really just, I mean, I I, I kind of skipped over that whole phase of like thumb drives. Like, I never really owned a thumb drive, and if I did, I lost it because I pretty much went from like like ripping things on CDs to Dropbox. Like, I kind of skipped over that whole like you know movable storage phase. And um, yeah, I'm gonna date myself, but I had zip disks. So if you remember, oh, zip, zip disks. Oh, yeah, totally. That was that was totally a thing too. <laughs> Large yeah. Photoshop files and zip uh-huh. disks. Oh my gosh. Large being like, 50 megs, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> classic, classic. You know, and so like I, I had brought some changes into like how we were working. And I think there was a, sort of a combination of all that stuff and like in the sort of timing of the opportunity, he sort of pulled me inside. And he's like, hey, why don't you go, why don't you come work on this? And like, I think from that moment, like that's when I started to, again, like I, I came in and I think they hired me at like a, just a designer level. And of course my experience, I think was, was definitely in terms of like just my capabilities was, was definitely above that. And they just started to recognize those capabilities. And from a, again, like coming from a studio background, I mean, a lot of the work is kind of a, a the client pitch, right? Like, like you just can't, you know, tackle the work from a production level. Like we were tasked with, you know, interfacing with clients, developing different ideas and narratives and, you know, putting that together into a package, you know, that, that told a holistic story of like how we were going to go and execute on this for a client. And I think it was those skills that really sort of set me up for, you know, working on, you know, like, like new, you know, like R&D initiatives, you know, things that, that were in the early phases of development, things that I could really get in there and synthesize research, tell, you know, put it into a story, an end-to-end story that, that could resonate with people. And, and I think that's what they recognized in me at that time. And you know, pretty much that's kind of the role that, that I've really played kind of since then. You know, it's only, 
I think XD has been the team I've been on the longest because most of the time I will have been working on a team and, you know, for a variety of reasons, one thing will lead to another and, you know, they'll be, I'll be asked to develop an, another, you know, sort of project and uh, then I would go and do that. So yeah, it was, you know, but, but at saying all that, like in a way, I still feel like I've been working on the same thing since I, since I joined, which was, you know, thinking about how our work has changed and how it's going to continue to change. And then really trying to chart a path that helps build tools that really and helps us work faster, you know, better, smarter. Because honestly, at the end of the day, I have no patience for, for tools or patience for my own self sometimes. I'm always on the lookout for how to do things better, how to improve my process, hone my craft, you know, I was one of those people, I, I knew, you know, tool, our tools like InDesign inside and out more so than any of my colleagues, because I was always just pushing and looking for, you know, a better way to do something, you know, whether it was Photoshop or Illustrator or InDesign and, and what, or whether it was, you know, using things like Dropbox or using, you know, other, you know, presentation tools, you know, like, like I am kind of a tool omnivore because I'm just always looking for how to, I can, I just know I can do it better. Uh, there's mm-hmm. something that's going to, I have no patience for dialogue boxes and all these things get in the way. I'm just sort of a keen, you know, really keenly aware of that. And what I've been, this is a journey that I've been on is really a transformation of how we work as creatives, you know, taking my own insights from my own work, taking insights from the community and from creative cloud to now, like I can draw that line from creative cloud through the projects like sketch on the iPad and libraries, CC Creative Cloud libraries, all the way to XD. And a few things that happened kind of that I was developing even before XD. Like this is all a through line for me. And I feel like I've been on this journey from being like, what, two months into my 10 years. Uh, this, is, this is the story that I've been trying to tell. And XD is a real expression of a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, XD has been an amazing product. Yeah, definitely, we I was blown away by it when, when it first came out. And even, even on the beta uh, early on, in fact, I introduced it to one of my friends even very early on, and he was blown away, and and I made him a believer pretty pretty early on. So that's uh, that's a great segue into the the main course of the talk, mm-hmm. the episode, which is we'd love to hear about how how the idea of XD started, and then how you got buy-in and resources, mm-hmm. and you know how that all came about. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a couple things were going on. I mean, I'll say the biggest thing was that so I when I joined Adobe, every designer at Adobe in Adobe Design, which it wasn't you know it was a pretty fair size you know internal organization, but you know it was like again like maybe a hundred designers in a company of you know thousands of engineers. <laughs> you know, when when I joined, they were actually all using a tool that I never really used a lot, and that was they all were using Fireworks. You know, if you're, if not, I remember I think, fireworks. I used yeah. fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Well, you good. You use fireworks. I think most people's experience with fireworks was like a, like a, like a year where when you chose this one option in Photoshop, it would just sort of suddenly launch this other program called fireworks. Yep. I think it's actually how probably most people who, you know, who are, you know, around the same age as you and I probably remember fireworks and for everybody else, it's just like, what, what the hell is fireworks? You know? But, you know, I came in and, and I didn't get it at first, honestly. I was like looking at this thing. And of course, I was a big illustrator was my jam in design. I've, I'm fine at Photoshop. Photoshop has just never, there's a few things that always kind of eluded me. I think it was the fact that to, you could do like the same thing, like a half dozen or more ways, get <laughs> right. like the same result. And that drove me crazy, right? And so I, I, you know, I gravitated more towards like tools I could really wrap my head around kind of best practices, right? So, you know, I was using that and they came in and they're using fireworks. I'm like, what is this? But then I started using it and I, I, I figured out what it was, why they were all using it. It was the tool that was made for screens. Yeah. Photoshop was made for pixels and I won't take away from that. But Photoshop at the end of the day was meant to, to print high resolution right. Right. composite photos, images. Right? Photos, Shopping and, photos. And, and, yeah, and composite <laughs> images, right? Uh, Illustrator, same thing. Illustrator was made for print. Right. Yeah. Vector graphics. Vector graphics are great for screen or print, but you get you know, unlimited resolution, you know, with vectors. And so these and of course, that was the medium of, of the, the formative phase of those two applications was, you know, really was, you know, print. And I come in and of course, Adobe design was made up of, of really the reason there's a design organization at Adobe was because of Macromedia. When they acquired Macromedia, 
I mean, before all the Adobe designers actually reported into engineering organizations. But when Adobe purchased Macromedia, Flash, Fireworks, Freehand, you know, all that stuff, Macromedia had a really strong design culture and they had a centralized design team. And they brought that with them into, into Adobe. Not only did they bring that, they brought their affinity for the tool that they made for themselves, which was, which was Fireworks. Yeah. The tool that was, you know, of the screen and for the screen, 100%. And so everything in that app was really oriented towards that outcome. And so it was so accurate. You know, you could do things like sub-pixel hinting where <laughs> you could go in there and you could see the pixels and you could nudge the little vector line that was sort of backing the shape itself, the integrity of the shape. You could like nudge those, those vector points and you could nudge the pixels, right? Yeah. So, you know, our, our icon team, you know, of course, built you know, amazingly powerful workflows on top of that. And then there was all this other stuff that just wasn't being utilized inside of Fireworks that I just loved, which was, you know, there's actually, there was prototyping in Fireworks. Prototype, you could make a multi-page website and have it be clickable, you know, in, from, and run it from a local host you know, inside, of thing, inside of Fireworks. There were, you know, like master style, you know, main style workflows, you know, so like, I just fell in love with it. I got it immediately. And of course, and then it was like, it was one file. The file size was really small compared to a Photoshop document. And it was just so efficient and, and accurate and powerful. And just like, wow, this is amazing. So I finally got it. And so what, you know, this, this was sort of the setup, which is like, they decided to, to, to stop development on fireworks, right? At this critical moment when our work at Adobe design was transitioning from, you know, pretty much static screens, right? Like walking people through static screen, you know, screen by screen, you know, each sort of, you know, state or version of this design to prototyping, right? What we could properly call prototyping, which was, you know, the taking interactivity and animation to create and, you know, a version of your design that was interactive that you could actually evaluate before you hand it over to developers, right? So again, it, we just were losing our tool of choice right at this time when the demands on our jobs, things that we were trying to do ourselves and really push the envelope forward in terms of storytelling and, and design and iteration, just at the time we're, we're like, we're trying all different kinds of tools to like augment this, to, to, to get these great results, you know, to get these interactive results, right? Like a, a prototype is worth a thousand meetings as I, we heard <laughs> toss around in those early days. So, right, we're losing our tool of choice. We're trying to adapt to this new world. What are we going to use? You know, we're like, well, we, we all knew, we all had internalized the challenges of using Photoshop and Illustrator, and we still use them, but not for our day-to-day -day work. So, you know, we were doing things like I was pretty much almost exclusively working in Keynote at that point, you know, gener creating the assets inside of Illustrator or Photoshop, and then basically like compiling it all together in, in Keynote so that at least it would move. At least I could yeah. tell a story, a narrative. I've heard some story. organizations, you know, yeah. did use that yeah. keynote as a prototyping tool. Still an amazing tool. So and so, you know, and others were using you know a ton of other tools at the time, sort of cropping up, because you could see there was this unmet need. So okay, so this is this this is the environment that I'm sort of you know we're looking at, and so and that was kind of happening in Adobe Design. I actually stood up and and said to my to my director at the time, hey, I want to be involved in a project that to to create, we need this next tool. I want to be a part of this. And so I kind of came together with some, some with an engineer, with actually one of our Adobe fellows at the time. And, uh, and I started to work on a, on a proto version of something like XD. Actually, it was crazy. We actually had live co-editing across iPads. Wow. In that version of that, uh, that app. It's kind what of was it called before you appropriated the name well, from the XD team, which that, was a team? Well, that's right. <laughs> That's right. It was so at the time, all Adobe Design wasn't called Adobe Design. We actually called the Experience Design Group XD for short. So that I don't remember the name of that project. So again, that was that. What happened was the 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 Adobe fellow, this really talented engineer we were working on, who was the sort of mastermind behind tools like the Edge products, Edge Animate, and stuff like that. If you remember those, he 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 left the company to explore some different opportunities, and that project was essentially kind of defunct. Simultaneously. Another group with, of course, now some of my best friends at the company and collaborators, they had started also developing on the side. One of our, one of our product management organizations, our product organizations, had also sort of identified this need. And so separately, 
uh, people like Andrew Shorten, who is now the VP of, of XD product. It's also my talented collaborators, Anirudh Saskamar, talented principal engineer, one of my favorite people, and Narciso Jaramillo, NJ, also just phenomenally talented engineers, and a product manager by the name of Tom Kirchhoff at the time. They had basically organized like a white paper on, the, on this need for, for this new tool, right? And the market opportunity for this new tool. And also the third, third leg of this stool is research. Adobe Design, the Adobe Experience Design organization at the time, had commissioned a ethnographic study of kind of what uh, the kind of the next generation of designers designing almost exclusively for digital experiences. So again, we kind of had these three things. We had the product and engineering organizations with this white paper. We had design working on this prototype for the tool that, that they were going to meet their needs. And we had research saying, hey, all these people, they're missing the tools that they need. Like they're missing something here from us. So we kind of had all these things and that kind of created like this right mix of, of opportunity. And so when my project went defunct and Andrew's white paper got a little traction, you know, Andrew uh, and his engineering partner at the time came to, to my boss and said, well, we need, we, we, do you have a designer who'd like to come work on this? And my, my director was like, yeah, I happen to know the guy. <laughs> and so we all convened together. I met, you know, met the, the first meeting with, with, with Andrew and, and NJ and Honoru and Tom happened right after we came back from a summer break. It was about, yeah, like four years ago now or something like that. And we all got together and like we got in this conference room. I still remember it. And it was just like, it was like, it was like the Vulcan mind meld. Like we like, it was just like all of a sudden we were like all, we all knew what we were doing. We all came together and we knew exactly what this thing should look like and what it was going to be. We didn't know all the details, but we were so unified in like who this thing was for and, you know, like what we wanted to do with it. Like we really wanted to push you know, the, the patterns when it came to, you know, UI and experience inside our applications, we wanted to build in a way that was iterative, right? We didn't want to sort of like have these year long development cycles that we wanted to, you know, be out there and engage with the community from the very beginning that like that was going to form the foundation of everything that we did. And like, we just went and did it. And it was amazing when you sort of get together and people are so in sync with each other and they have that foundation of knowledge that they just share. Hold on that we built this prototype that, that was the, the, the early, earliest version of what became XD. We built it in like three months. We designed it and built it in like three months. Wow, that's amazing. That's... Yeah. And it had the core of the experience, design, prototype, and share. You could, you know, we had an amazing pen tool at the time. We were doing all these cool experiments with vector drawing and make it better and all that stuff. It had repeat grid. Because we kind of landed on this idea that like, well, you know, we were making this for people who are designing digital experiences for designing mobile apps. Well, if you looked across the board, like people were designing with these like these layout blocks that were repeated. And yeah, so that like led to grids like and grid. cells and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the best features of XD yeah. is the repeat and so, grid. And so then, then it had the rudiments of, of prototyping and animation in it. Yeah. And uh, I remember, I still remember we... We, we had every year, we had a yearly showcase of work for the, for the design group. And this was going to be the first time I was going to be able, like they asked me to show, show, you know, what we'd been working on to, to my peers, right? Yeah. The people that I was making this tool for. And we were, we had rented out the exhibition space at the De Young Museum for our kind of like big showcase. And I was, you know, somewhere in like, I actually still have the, like the, I just found the, like the agenda for that, for that day recently. And uh, like, there's, there's, you know, Talon showing off this project we were calling Sparkler at the time as an homage to fireworks. <laughs> and I, and I got up in front of everybody and I designed Twitter in minutes from scratch. I got up in front of everyone live and in the prototype that we had built in about three months, I designed a design that would take two, three times as long in because we all knew the feeling of trying to do something like that inside of Illustrator. I designed it live in front of everybody in like three minutes and like, just like brought the house down. Like people just like, they, they just had never, they're just like, what, what is this? How did you do this? Like they were just blown away. <laughs> what is this wizardry? Yeah. Yeah. There was, it was just something, you know, like, and that was such an electric feeling, you know, and these are the people that I still hold up as like my number one, customers, you know, clients, yeah. users, you know, and from there, like, again, like that, of course we weren't out of the woods, you know, that early prototype was really compelling. 
you know, we had a meeting with the VP of the product organization at the time. And I still remember like, like how compelling it was the fact that like we were giving a presentation and then I did the demo. And then as we were sort of discussing, I just kept designing and like the VP was so distracted by me designing that he like, at one point he's like, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. Can you, can you, can you all repeat what you just said? I was just distracted by like talent designing in this tool. And so like even that, like we, we knew, we knew we had something, but it still was about probably. What year was that? Because it was, it wasn't launched or announced until was it 2015 or something? Yeah. 15. I think it was uh late 2014, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it said, again, like every time we got it in front of people, we just kept getting feedback and making our story tighter and better. And it took us still even so it took us about four to five months, I think, to finally kind of get the go ahead, the official go ahead to, to, to form a team and to go and turn this into something real that could live in, you know, next to, next to Photoshop in the dock. And so, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the, that's, that was the start. That was the start yeah. of it. So what, what does the Adobe XD look like now? How many active users? How big is the team? Yeah. Oh, so the, I mean, the team's grown. You know, there was me, just me as a designer. Now we've got, it kind of stretches across San Francisco, New York, Bucharest, and India. Of course, we've all been remote, so we might as well just, you know, be anywhere. But basically, our team right now is about, I want to say it's about 12 full-time designers uh, working. Wow, that's not very big at all. for 14, a- maybe 14. I don't remember. We've, we've had a few people leave in the last year or so, but uh, yeah. And then engineers, I don't know. It, we Essentially, we have about five or six squads, major squads that do workflow work. And on each squad, we try and pair one designer with one product manager and then a team of engineers. And so that's kind of the core of the team. We now have over a million monthly active users, which is really exciting. Big milestone we passed just, just last year. Yeah, so designing for a million users, how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, designers are a tough audience. <laughs> Peck, you're really hard to design for. <laughs> I'm hard to design for myself, honestly. Yeah. It's, I'm so critical of my, even yeah. my own work. It's amazing, and it's kind of mind-boggling. It's very Inception-like, right? Like, we're, we've, we've got the app itself, and, and a lot of times, you know, we're because we're designing XD in XD. Yeah. That and is sometimes very inception and meta. Like, inception. how do you, you get very confused? What's what's the interface? What's which the yeah, which toolbar is the real toolbar? <laughs> oh, actually, you know, I'll be looking for a feature in in the app, and then I'm like, oh, that's sorry, that was just a design that was showed to me the other day or something I was working on, you know. So it's really <laughs> funny like that. And then sometimes, which is this is the best, this is the best time. This is something I love to do is actually when we're designing the feature in the build of the app that actually has the core of that feature. So we're actually designing like with the feature itself while we're designing the feature. The one last one that I did, cause uh, you know, I, I don't do a lot of like hands-on designing, but every once in a while still um, Honorud, my, my partner in crime and I will develop an idea together and uh, 3d transform, which we launched uh, last year was Saw actually that. done like that where Honorud actually had the build of 3d transform up and running almost before I had any designs for it. And so I was actually like, problem solving and thinking about what the experience should be, what the workflow should, would be like, and uh, you know, what the UI would be, what the experience of it all would be like in the build itself. I was actually designing with the feature as I was designing the feature. It it was really crazy. I I mean, again, led to great results. I got to say, I mean, well, sorry, I I hope everyone enjoys it. I really love the results. And I feel like the results were so informed by like the feature itself. And the best scenario is when, you know, I'm working with someone in the caliber of Honorud, and it's it's less about again it's 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 not about each of our work individually it's about sort of the sum total of our work like we make each other better you know we've been very lucky to have engineers who you know are really you know, thinking about design really sensitive to design really thinking about our users very deeply just like us and there's just this dialogue that happened and even in the earliest days between between design and engineering and and product that Again, like I, we all just make each other better. At the end of the day, the things that end up, you know, in XD are made better because of that collaboration. You know, didn't, you know, it didn't matter like where the idea started. The idea can take on new life and become and transform into something that is even better than it could have been if each of us had sort of developed independently. You know, it's that it's it really is that collaboration that matters. You know, in creating you know, great yeah. experiences. And, and not just within, like you guys collaborated with 
outside, you know, designers, like you engage us very early on in, within the product and we got to have sneak builds and we really appreciated that as an agency that you're listening to design agencies and getting feedback, engaging the community that way. I thought that was a really amazing thing that you, you guys, you know, and not just that, right. Engaging the community to build resources and assets and we're part of, to be part of that or the platform and the ecosystem, engaging the community to do the, do that, uh, inviting us to do hackathons. I just really liked the, the community aspect of Adobe. Yeah. And that, that's something that, that was, that was a goal of ours right from the very start. And we want to design, you know, tooling in, in a way that really, again, brought the, you know, we brought the people along who we were designing this for. Again, like yeah. we can't go design this in the abstract, like, you know, can't go huddle away and then come out, you know, 12 months later and say, all right, right. here you go. You know, like that's just not going to work. Right. There's no, no buy-in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been in our DNA from the very beginning as a team. And I think that's something that has been, had, had a really positive impact, not just on our team, but across Adobe. Yeah. Well, whatever you're doing, it's, it's working a million oh, active thanks. users. That's, that's quite an amazing feat. So yeah, des- designing for a million use- designers. That's no pressure there. Yeah, Colin. not just users, designers now. Designers, yeah. right. Designing for a million designers. Yeah. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I'd love yeah. to kind of wrap up with a few final questions. Is there any sure. career advice you would give to your younger self or, or a young designer starting out today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say form an opinion early about the things that, that really drive you, the things that you want to do, the ways that you want to work. I had a, again, my, my mentor, the, the, my former boss, Eric Hyman, we had a class. He, he had an assignment. It was about writing your design manifesto. So he really challenged us to like put down on paper like who we were and who we wanted to be. And I can't tell you how valuable that's been in, in my career. Again, if, like, if you don't have those answers, like no one else is going to have those answers for you. So always... Always form an opinion. It's got to be a well-informed opinion. You can't just have an opinion for opinion's sake. Right. It's got to be well-founded. You know, you got to be deeply thought about. But yeah, that, that's what I always like to. I always like to go back to. Do you have any advice for any designers who want to work at Adobe? Yeah, I think that you know, like we, Adobe's a really cool place. The people there are really passionate about the work that they do. Really, I mean, if you want to work at Adobe, like, like bring that passion for creativity, bring that passion for process, for craft. You know, I, I think that, you know, sometimes people are very, they have a lot of anxiety about their past experience, but there's always a story to tell. There's always a way that you can take that experience because it's all valuable. Take that experience and wrap it up in a story about why you want to be at a place like Adobe, right? There's all, there's always a story there. You know, design that, just design the hell out of that story. And I think that you'll have a good shot at success for whatever it is you want to do, whether it's Adobe or somewhere else. Yeah, thank you for that. Any favorite resources online or books? Mm-hmm. Point two. Mm-hmm. So I let's see. I just because I, I generally I, lo- I love to to read and just 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 in general. And lately, I've been finding a lot of inspiration in like books. One of my favorite authors is Haruki Murakami. You know, he writes in a very kind of like, a, it's very, you know, it's, it's a very surreal, surreal kind of environment. It's a very fantastical environment that he writes in. But in there, he says a lot of things about creativity, about life. I'm reading one of his most recent books right now calling Killing Commendatore. And it's about a painter and some very unusual things happen to this painter. But it's a real allegory to me at the end of the day about creativity and about life and about experience. So I've really been drawing a lot of inspiration from that lately. I also just picked up, uh, you know, a book on the, the, the one that I love called The Visual History of Type. It's this massive tome, you know, if you love typography. You know, I would, you know, there are all the things out there you can find on your own, the dribbles and whatnot. But, you know, to me, like, I, I like to look for books that really hone the focus on craft and focus on the development of craft. And so like, you know, we can even sort of, again, like I think there's a lot to be said for, for the people who might so be considered, you know, graphic designers. There's a lot of stuff that I draw from that to influence the work that I do, you know, in UX design. So I really, and I, I, I love books just generally about craft and about, about process. So. Awesome. Yeah. We'll link those in the show notes. Cool. And how does someone get in touch with you? 
yeah, everybody can find me. Of course, I love to 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 talk about design where wherever you can find me. You can find me at Mr. Talon M M R T A L I N at on Twitter and on Instagram. And uh, of course, LinkedIn, you can always feel free to, to connect with me. I always enjoy hearing from you, hearing what you think about XD, you know, talking about design. And I always just love doing that. And then you can also, of course, find me streaming every once in a while on Behance. On, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. .net slash live. I don't, I kind of gave up my regular show last year, but but I, I show up every once in a while, as well as I sort of show up on my own late at night, drawing an illustrator on the iPad. So. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, are there anything we can promote? Any job positions uh, at Adobe or Adobe yeah, XD? Yeah, definitely. We are looking for some talented senior designers to join our Creative Cloud team. Again, the Creative Cloud team is really the backbone of of all the ins and outs of our applications. You know, we're looking for some talented people to join that team. We're looking for a product manager right now, a senior product manager on the XD team. So definitely look at Andrew Shorten, my partner Andrew Shorten's. Uh, Twitter feed to find the link to that. And uh, yeah, definitely can, you know, like I said, like, I, and we're always looking for, for talented people. And of course, intern season is going to be coming up starting in March. We're going to start be taking applications for that. There's also things, you know, the programs that point people to like the create our uh, creative residency right. program. And also our, we just kicked off, I think applications. I don't, I think they're still open for our design circle scholarship. So our Adobe XD design circle scholarship. So go check awesome. those out. Yeah. Yep. Those are all good, good stuff to be be a part of. Well, Talon, th- thank you so much to be part of the show and kicking off this this brand new podcast. I, I really appreciate your time and, and your wisdom that you shared with us. And uh, yeah, all those resources we'll we'll post in the show notes. Awesome, Peck. So lovely to see you. Good luck on your endeavors with your podcast. I can't wait to uh, to see it out there in the world and uh, give it a listen myself and subscribe. And <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm so nice to nice to see you as always and uh, keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What is UX? If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you leave us a review, I'll make sure to shout it out on the show. If you have any questions, send them to questions at whatisux.co and our guests and I will try to answer them on the show. And you can always find us on whatisux.co. See you on the next one.